It's such a joy and a delight to have you join us for today's broadcast. I trust that today's broadcast will be a blessing to you. Why don't you sit back, relax, and please don't change that channel and let us see what God has to say to us today. Never let that be the reason why you do any good thing that you do. It's interesting the metaphor that Jesus uses for the word of God. He calls it a seed. I don't want what God has for you, but I want all that God has for me. Lord if you do that I'm going to come back here but let's look at first Peter chapter first Peter chapter 1 verses 18 and 19 knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. The word redeem there literally means to purchase. Redeem is not a spiritual term in the Bible. It's a financial term. It means to legally buy. To, to, to be involved in a financial transaction. And what you do to effect the transaction. Do we have it in the message? It costs God plenty to get you out of that dead end empty-headed life you grew up in verse 19 he paid with Christ's sacred blood see that he paid that's what God used to purchase you and I he paid with Christ's sacred blood you know he died an unblemished sacrificial lamb we have been talking about finances the whole of September. This morning, I want to talk about what I titled the value of life. The value of life. Lord, help us like only you can. We give you praise and we thank you for who you are and all that you are. In Jesus' name, amen. I explained last week that anytime God does anything, you will usually find four kinds of responses to it from the sons of men. There will be the critic those who will criticize it. There will be the crook, those who will prey on the sons of men to, to illegitimately uh, enrich themselves off of it. There will be the confused, those who don't understand what's going on. And then there will be the credible. Our very faith is like that. 
Christian faith. There's a critic, those who, you know, just criticize us. There's a crook, you know, those who use it, use the Bible, use the name of Jesus, use the name of God, and went to Africa and perpetuated America's original sin, slavery. <clears throat> the Holocaust, perpetuated using the Bible. Apartheid, perpetuated using the Bible. But please understand, none of that reflects on God. Hello, somebody. You can't blame God for what men did using God's message to deceive other men. Most Ponzi schemes in America starts out in the church. Because most fraudulent people know that church people are easily gullible. I'm telling you the truth. Praise the Lord. There is the, there is the confused and then there's the credible. As it relates to the message of healing, you find that the critic, the crook, the confused, the credible. Feel the Holy Ghost with everything speaking in all the tongues. You find that the critic, crook, the confused, the credible. <clears throat> Prosperity message is exactly like that. There's the, those who criticize it. There's the crook, those who use it to take advantage of other people. There's the confused, those who don't understand what's going on. There's the credible. And child of God, understanding God's word is what vaccinates us and immunizes us from being in the company of the earlier three and being in the place of the credible that God wants us to be. Say amen, somebody. It is vital as we sojourn all of the angels, not Gabriel, not Michael, not all of the angels that he had, not all of the immense resources that God has, not just limited to planet earth. Think about the, 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 the stratospheres and the Milky Way and the galaxies and the entire universe. Scientists tell us that the earth looks like a tiny dot when we view it from outer space, all of it under the control and the ownership of our mighty God yet none of it could purchase you that's to immediately let you know what you're worth that you're worth the precious blood of Jesus nothing less than that nothing less than that is to immediately let, let you know that you're not your value is not less than the value of anybody else. Because it's the same blood that he used to purchase you. It's the same blood that he used to purchase you. Blood used to purchase you. It's the same blood he used to purchase me. Say amen, somebody. Because we are all cost that much. We all cost that much. We are all worth that much. So I have to know that. I have to understand that. That's what I'm worth. That I don't need to do anything to change what I'm worth. I have to have a conviction as I sojourn through life 
That's what I'm worth. I must never confuse self-worth with net worth. Say amen, somebody. I must never allow myself to be confused with how people who don't know me treat me. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? My worth, my, my color has nothing to do with my worth. Color of my skin or my gender or my, or, you know, the country of my birth or, you know, things of that nature. Praise the Lord. So let's, let's, let's look at Luke 12 again. Verse 15, we'll, we'll look at it. We'll, I, I want to explain from verse 15, verse 15 to 21. This, the, one of the reasons why I'm picking this out is because this is one of the messages that men have used to religiously attack the message of prosperity. And we'll look at what Jesus is really saying. So there is the value question and then the influence question. When we're talking about the worth of a man. His value is the blood of Jesus if he belongs to God. His influence is determined by his embrace of his calling. And I'm going to explain that in a bit. But here Jesus lets us know that neither value nor influence is determined by what I own. It does not consist in the abundance of the things it possesses. Now let's read on verse 16. Then he spoke a parable to them saying the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. Verse 17. We're going to verse 21. Verse 17 now. And he thought within himself, and he's talking about that rich man, thought within himself saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. Mm -hmm. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your, take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? <clears throat> so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. So the person Jesus calls foolish is not because the person has stuff, but it is because the person has put their faith in stuff instead of their faith in God. The person has put their hope in the gifts as opposed to putting their hope in the giver. 
He said he lays up treasure for himself, but he's not rich towards God. He's earthly, wealthy, but heavenly, bankrupt. He calls that foolish. May that not be a portion in Jesus' name. Child of God, please understand that earthly wealth and heavenly wealth are not mutually exclusive. That in fact, as you begin to look at look son of man, you can, you can uh, uh, grade, as it were, them into four groups. Those who are earthly poor and heavenly poor, lowest group. You have those who are earthly poor and heavenly rich. You remember the story of Lazarus? Rich towards God but had nothing here on earth. Praise the Lord. That ended up in Abraham's bosom. Because if I have to, if I have to choose. No, no, no. The second group is earthly rich but heavenly poor. Second group. Earthly rich but heavenly poor. That's this man right here that the Lord described. He's a fool. Because he made no decisions to improve his financial well, his spiritual financial well-being. He's not rich. He was not rich towards God. Did not cultivate any relationship with God. The third group is earthly poor and heavenly rich. Like Lazarus. New Testament, Lazarus. Because if I, have to, if I have to choose between one, I will be stupid to choose earth when heaven is eternity. But thank God I don't have to choose between one or the other. So I can be earthly wealthy and heavenly wealthy. That's our call, amen? Listen. If he wants me wealthy in heaven, why don't I need some practice here on earth? <laughs> I don't want to feel out of place when we get there. Hello, somebody. If my God is the owner of the cattle and thousand yields, he's the owner of the cattle and thousand something is wrong if I cannot afford a hamburger. Thank you, Lord. But what he wants me, though, is never to measure my life by stuff. I'm worth much more than any stuff. And to be mindful of covetousness. To be mindful of greed. So we see again that God does not mind me having things. Matthew 6.33. Let's look at it quickly. Matthew 6.33. Thank you Jesus. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what? Shall what? Uh, why? Will God be adding things to me for seeking him first? No, no, no. I mean, let's just, let's, just, let's just reason. If things are bad, 
Why will God be, 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 be giving me bad stuff when I did right stuff? He does not mind me having things. He minds things having me. He does not mind me having materials. He minds me being materialistic. If you chase God, the man of God, Bishop David Oedipo said that, if you chase God, you will meet gold, M-E-E-T, gold. If you chase gold, you will M-I-S-S, God. He's right. God said, you're too valuable. You're too important. You're too crucial for, for chasing stuff to be the mission of your life. Don't you know that I bought you with the precious blood of the Lamb? Can't you understand? So how can you reduce your life to chasing things? But if you, instead of chasing things, you start chasing me, I will command things to just chasing you. Do you have in your hands as your rod? Release it. Anytime we release whatever it is we have in our hands, God turns it into a miracle. And that miracle comes back to be a blessing to us in measures and forms and fashion that we never imagined. David, you have five rocks and Goliath is threatening to kill the whole house of Israel. Well, you finish up of you as long as you hold on to your five rocks. But if you will release it, things turn into stench when we hold on to them for too long. That is the difference between a sea and a river. You know the sea, just getting everything and holding, getting everything. After a while, it's just, that's why we all hate being near selfish people. We hate being married to selfish people. We hate being... As I'm speaking, somebody just came into your mind. <laughs> None of us want to live with selfish people. Because selfish people stink, literally. May God deliver us from the spirit of selfishness. It is a terrible way to live life. And to be honest, many people don't even know. Because you get everything, you get everything, you get everything. And after a while, you begin to stink. No wonder he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers. Because uh, they taught us in medicine that in order for you to be healthy, you have to release out and ingest freshness in. If all you do is take in and you don't get anything out, you praise the Lord. But to live a fruitful, be 
beautiful, lovely life, you've got to let it flow. It has to be a river. Because when you let it flow, when you give it out over here, you create a vacuum to receive it over there. And God just blesses you and you are the one God is looking for because he wants to use you to be a blessing and you have to understand that that's the real mission of prosperity it's not so that you can consume it on yourself the value of life does not consist in the abundance of what a man owns it is so that God can use you to be a blessing Abraham I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. That's the reason God is looking for people that he's going to use to make our world better. Think about the people we celebrate, we applaud, we admire, even our so-called stars and things of that nature. There are always people who are Mother Teresa's of this world, are Martin Luther King Jr.'s of this world. There are people who spent their lives for the betterment of humanity. Because that's the essence of life. When I live it for the betterment of others, whatever gift or talent you have is never for your benefit. If you're a great singer and all that you do is sing to yourself in the restroom. You're not different from me. Because when I'm in the bathroom, I, I, I sound better like better than Donnie McLaughlin. <laughs> I do. You all just don't realize it. May God pray that you all grow up to realize that in Jesus' name. <laughs> and I know that. So God did not give you your gift. The, the benefit of a gift... It's never for the advantage of the giftee. It's for our advantage. We're waiting for you. To use what God has given you to make life better for someone other than you. Let me close. Give me that Luke 638 in the old KJV. In the old KJV. Give, it shall be given to you. Good measure, press down, shake together, run over. OKJV, OKJV. Original King James. This is, this is the NKJV. The, oh, the original King James, KJV. The KJV. Give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, press down, shake together, run over. Shall what? Shall what? Shall what? Oh. So God is looking for man. That he, God, wants to use to be a blessing to humanity. He can't. The sister in front of you who is believing God to have a rent paid. Let me just be practical with you. God is not going to come down from heaven and give her $550. He's not going to do that. He already came, died for all of us, paid for all of us. He's not going to send Angel Gabriel to do it either. He doesn't have angels to. He wants to bless you. 
You, 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 listen to me too. You. Yes, you. He wants to bless you. So that you now can bless her. Shall what? Man. Give unto your bosom. So God is looking for man that he wants to use to be channels of his blessing, carriers of his grace, conveyors of his mercy to make our world a better place. Say amen, somebody. He's looking for you, for you, for you, for you, for me to accept this mandate for what real living is all about. To understand that not everything God puts in my control is meant for my consumption. Listen. That's, that's how sin started. It is toxic for you to eat everything that comes in your control. The genesis of all of the mess we have in this world, all of the field, all of the diseases they taught me in medical school, all of the AIDS and malaria and just typhoid and all. God never meant for life to be like that. All of it started because Adam ate everything that was in his control. And you and I must not make the mistake Adam made. We can't afford because life becomes toxic when we consume everything that God puts in our control. Because it's not everything that God gives you that is meant for you. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. I'm going to close now. I'm going to close now. It's more blessed to give than to receive. It never said it's not blessed to receive. Praise the Lord. It didn't say that. It's wonderful to receive. It's a blessing to receive. I love receiving. Mr. James, you feel me? <laughs> we all do. Can I, can I tell you something? I've said this before. I'll say it again. Can I tell you something? People treat you the way you treat yourself. If you treat yourself anyhow, people will treat you anyhow. But when you, listen to me, when you carry yourself with class and grace, and people see it, when is your birthday? See, if it's my birthday, you will go to Walmart to buy for me. <laughs> when it's Pastor Alice's birthday, none of you will go to Walmart. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because that's it. So, 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 is the key to life. If you want people to start treating you better, you start treating you better. Because people see you the way you see you. Grasshopper complex. People treat you the way you treat yourself. Say amen, somebody. Or oh, sister pointed with a Versace belt. You can't, you can't, you can't go anywhere. But no. Okay, let me, let me behave myself. Let me close. We all love receiving gifts. We all do. One lady came and broke a perfume 
That's what about 50,000. They say the year's wage, the year's wage. The average year's wage in America is, is, is about 50,000. In today's value, 50,000. So thankful for the opportunity to be able to come to your home, your office, or wherever it is you're viewing this broadcast. Now, if you don't know Jesus, can I pray with you? Just say this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come and be my Lord. I receive you today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, please call to let us know. Our phone number is on the screen. We would love to pray with you. Or if you want us to pray with you concerning anything, we would love to agree with you in prayer. But be kind to go onto our website, call into our church office, let us hear from you. We would love to pray with you. Additionally, if the message has been a blessing to you and you want the message in its entirety for a small donation to the ministry, we will rush the CD or the DVD to you. Call in, let us know, we'll get it down to you. And if you're ever in the Houston area, we would love to have you fellowship with us at Grace International Church. Look forward to seeing you. And remember these words from Romans chapter 5 verse 17, the B part says, And we who have received abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall rule and reign in Christ Jesus. We will be back at this same station at this same time next week to bring you more word from the Lord. We love you. God bless you.